Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. I've got something that I want us to talk about today that I think is extremely important that I would venture to say without any statistics to back it up. It is important to every family in America. So listen in, because I believe we are in the midst of a tremendous opportunity for every family, whatever your family looks like, whatever the dynamics of your family are. I believe this message can touch you and help you, because there's a lot of talk right now, again, about opening the church, and people are thinking, we've got to get the church open, and whatever your feelings are about that. Hey, I'm lined up with you. I believe the church needs to be open. People need to get back to gathering together to worship, to pray together, to study the word together, to minister to one another, to encourage one another, and to lift up God's name. That is an important mission of the church is that every time we come together, we lift up God's name and lift his name up over our church and exalt him. But even during this time, let's don't overlook the opportunity that I believe Father God is offering the home. Because you see, the home was really the first sanctuary. The home was to be the place where the family gathered together around an altar. It could be your family, your dining room table, could be in your living room where you pray together, you read the word together, you studied the word together, and you ministered to one another. And and so the home was that first opportunity, and it should be today. And then from that, it should simply be an overflow into the church. This is why I believe so many churches are struggling today is because the church is trying to resolve all the family problems, the home problems, and God never intended it in that order, that the family would connect with Father God through the word and through prayer, and then the family would simply go to the church to worship together with other families and to be encouraged and, and, and built up. I believe God is getting the focus back on the home and letting the home be that sanctuary, be that place where the family comes together and they learn about God and they learn the word and they strengthen one another in the Lord. And because I believe that is lacking in a lot of families, and why can I say that? Because, you know, discipling, having contact with a lot of families, I hear this, that it's hard and that some families don't have those family altar times together and Bible reading together. And so this is an opportunity for God to reestablish the home. And the home to be that spiritual place where the family strengthens their relationship with Father God. And then the home can go and strengthen the church. But 
I want to zero in on something that I think is is extremely important and something for you to think about that during these times when we are, as some say, isolated, hunkered down in our homes and we're not able to get to the church and families are back together a lot more than they have been in the past, I want us to focus on something because I believe two big issues that our nation is facing today, and we all are aware of them, it's heavy on our mind, the COVID-19 issue, and then the riots in the streets. And we've talked about this in past podcasts. But rather than getting lost in that, I want us to take and think about these issues because I'm telling you, they are in our face. They are in our face. When you go somewhere, people are talking about it. You see people wearing masks. It reminds you of COVID. When you turn on the news or you um, open up your your smartphone and there's a, a newscast of a riot, another riot destruction in the streets, it's in your face, these things that are happening. But I want to use that and spin off on that and talk about the opportunity for the home right now. How we can zero in and even while we're dealing with these national issues, let's look and see what is happening in the heart of the family members in the home and how you can go about doing that. Because you see, the home is to be a safe place. You know, if you've been a part of any of my teachings, I've said this so many times, the home is a safe place. It is a safe place where people want to come to, shut the door, and they're safe. It's a safe environment. They're protected from harm and external influences of the world that could could harm them. But the home is also to be that sanctuary, as I said earlier, safe place, a sanctuary. But I want to tell you what the enemy has been trying to do and has been doing and at quite some success for years now. He's worked at separating the home, separating members, family members within the home. Because anytime there's separation, it is always that separation. It's always the work of the enemy. God always unites. He always brings together. His goal is oneness. It is to unite with a single purpose. And the family is to work to achieve that. That the family is single purpose, single minded. Not that you agree with everything, but you're single minded and moving in the same direction. But the enemy wants to destroy that. He wants to confuse and separate the family. And he's done a good job spiritually separating hearts but also separating family members, even in the home. When we come in the home, people go to their separate rooms and they get in their rooms, even in the living room or the family room um, around the television. Family members, although they're physically in the living room, they're separated because they may each one may be on their smartphone, may have the television on. They're not looking face-to-face at one another. They're looking at these 
apparatuses that we have, what, whatever type it is. So the enemy wants to separate us. And as a result, when there's separation, things get out of order. And so I want to zero in on something. We can use this time while our nation is facing these huge issues and they're in our face. We can use this as an opportunity to examine our family, to strengthen our family, and use it as a time to regain a face-to-face relationship with one another. This is God's heart, is that we have a face-to-face relationship. Why is that important? Because you see, whatever is in the heart, eventually it will manifest on the face. Oh, you can hide it for a while, but eventually If it goes unattended, unresolved, whatever's in the heart, it will expose itself on the face. And this is why even in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, God wanted a face-to-face relationship with Adam and Eve. Why? So he could see, because on their face he would see their heart. And so in the family... It is extremely important that we focus on maintaining this face-to-face relationship. Why? So we really know what's going on with individuals. I tell you, this is even more important even during this COVID-19 situation. I talked with a friend just recently who does um, family counseling, and she indicated just how traumatic it is right now for many families because they're dealing with emotional, psychological, mental issues that they've never dealt with before. And it's devastating. And families don't know how to handle these emotions. They don't know how to handle all these unresolved issues in their hearts. And so a lot of things are happening that are changing the dynamics of the family because the heart is not resolved. The emotions are not resolved. And so I want to focus on this that if we learn to capture this one thought, this one principle in our home, it can change the entire environment in the home. And it'll take some work. It'll take some time to focus in on it. But I believe it's critical. I'll tell you, because as individuals, you know, we don't like to tell people when our heart is hurt. We don't like to tell people when we're upset about something. We like to hide it. But I, I again, many times you can only hide the heart for a season. I um this I have a good illustration to share with you. I um have a good friend and we have not seen one another for a while, but we have kept in contact. We would talk back and forth on the phone and we would text back and forth and I would always say, How are you? Oh things are fine. How are things going? Oh things are great. Isn't that how we text, you know, right to the point and Things were going good, and but we got together. We got together face-to-face. And I could tell immediately when I saw her, things were not going good. Things really were not as she had been telling me. Have a good friend. She says, things are seldom as they appear. 
And that is, it is so true. But we got to talking and I knew something was not fine. And as I talked to her, I knew that whatever was happening, whatever was going on, it was in her heart. Why? Because I saw it on her face. Things were not good. And as I began to chit-chat, I knew to focus on her heart. I knew to get the conversation to her heart. And, and I kept just making small talk. But small talk focused on what might be going on in her heart. And eventually, I made a statement. And the floodgates opened up. And she admitted things were not good. That she was hurt. She was wounded. She was um, in a relationship where she um, really had become angry. But she was hiding it. Now, she was hiding it, she thought. But you see, when we push things deep down inside our heart, we can only hide it for a season. Because eventually, it will take over our emotions. It will captivate our thinking. It will start to control our thinking. And we can control that. We can hide that for a little while. But eventually, if it goes unresolved, it will manifest itself on your face. And because I saw her face, I could tell something wasn't right. And so as I began to address or just speak to things that might be going on in her heart, it began to stir her emotions. And then after a while, it just broke through for her to say, yes, things are not good. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying that God wants us to focus on walking with a pure heart. Why? So that our minds can be stayed on Him. So that we can be strong emotionally. And so that we can walk with the countenance of the living God on our face. Not that everything is perfect all the time. Not that everything is always right. But that our heart is firmly established. It is righteous before God so that our emotions stay in check and that we're not prone to do something that would harm us or harm other people and that the countenance of the Lord is what people see because it's God's countenance on you that ministers to other people. So why would the enemy not want us to be disturbed, have things hurting in our heart where we've been wounded maybe, and our emotions not stable, and then it show on our face because, see, it removes God's countenance. So I think this is a season of great opportunity to families to focus on this one activity. Gather the family together. Purpose every day that everyone in your family, you are going to have a face-to-face -face encounter. You just want to have that special time with each person. And, you know, one of the easiest ways to do it is to have, have your meal together and get around the dining room table and, and have the meal and focus on looking at everyone in that family, in the face and in their eyes, not to stare them down as if to say, what's up with you, but to show love and to show compassion and to communicate with your eyes 
that you love them and you are interested in them. And then ask God to show you what is really going on in their heart. Because you see, a lot of times we can give lip service, can we not? We just give lip service to keep people from inquiring about our day or inquiring about our life or inquiring about our encounters or friends. We can give lip service to that. But you want to focus on their face. And you want to focus on their face so that you ask God, God, what's really going on in their heart? And as you begin to detect the person's heart, then you begin to inquire about it. You begin to speak to that because this is how you connect with one another is their heart. And as you connect, then you begin to touch on that. What does this do? This is that agape love that we talked about in previous um, podcast. This is love where it's not focused on me. It's focused on others. It's directed to other family members. So you just spend some time and look at their face and look to see if the countenance on their face is really reflecting what you're sensing about their heart or you're sensing or you're picking up in the conversations. It doesn't even have to be around the dining room table. It can be um, early in the morning when you gather your family together for prayer time. Look them in the face. Ask them what their prayer needs are so that you can pray for their prayer needs specifically. Could be at night when you're gathered, you got some time and you gather in the family room and, and rather than focus on that television or focus on what many people now, the electronics, focus on their face, focus on their heart and ask God to show you what's going on in the heart. It may be you spend one-on-one -on -one time, one-on-one -on -one with another family member, each family member and encounter their, their face. Because I'm telling you, if you do this and you do it consistently, God will begin to show you how you can minister to one another's hearts in that family. You see, this is how we can get a handle on a lot of things that can be happening in the family that's going unnoticed when we take time to focus face-to-face. -face. Because I will tell you, there are a lot of people that are hurting. There are a lot of children that are hurting. There are a lot of parents that are hurting. To resolve the hurt always starts in the heart. And let me add this. This just came to my mind. If you're a parent and you have children and you notice just some unusual attitudes, inappropriate attitudes, I might say, maybe a spirit of rebellion. If I could stand on the rooftop of your house and shout it to you, take notice. Do not sweep it under the rug. Do not ignore it. Do not say, oh, they'll just outgrow this. It'll be better tomorrow. You see, I believe that those rebellious attitudes, I believe that those actions are simply red flags. And they are red flags that that child, hey, it may be a spouse, they are red flags that one is waving and saying, would someone focus on my heart? 
would someone love me enough right now to focus on my heart? And notice that as a red flag and not just an unrespectful or a disrespectful attitude or action. It's a red flag. And stop right then and purpose that you are going to get past the rebellion and get to the root of the rebellion to find out what is happening that is causing this rebellion. Listen, again, I'm telling you, if I could stand on the top of City Hall, I would shout this to every city in the nation because the faces, many of the faces that we are seeing in the streets that are doing destructive behavior and that are talking with such vulgar talk and their actions are outright wicked, it is rebellion. And it's rebellion that is stemming from the heart. And see, as a family, we can purpose right now. We're going to use this as an opportunity since God's given us this opportunity to be together in our home a lot more now. We're going to use this as an opportunity to focus face-to-face -face, and we're going to get to some heart issues. And we're going to look at the rebellion. We're going to look at the heart. We're going to look at the wound and we're going to deal with it. We're not going to ignore it and just hope that it goes away. Listen, that is a lie of the enemy. And if you feel that way, you have bought a lie. And the enemy is only going to use that to widen the gap of separation between family members and among family members. So in these face-to-face -face encounters, and you detect there's rebellion, you detect there's a wound, you detect there's some kind of hurt going on, stop and deal with it. Now, I want to tell you spiritually where you start. You know, as a counselor, you, you may need that. But spiritually, where do you start? Because I'm telling you, rebellion, the word says, do not harden your hearts as in the day of rebellion. This is what the word of God said as the Israelites when they turned away from God, see, it wasn't just that they turned away from God and they did rebellious acts. God knew there was something going on in their heart. And what was it? They had turned their heart away from God. And so they were going their own way. And their rebellion was bringing destruction. It's always a trick of the enemy because the enemy always wants to distract the heart. He wants to get the heart of an individual off of God, off of what is good, and to get the heart attracted to evil. That is always the trick so that the enemy can captivate their heart. And this is what we're seeing so, so much of destruction in our nation. But you go back and you focus on that heart. And, and what do you do? You know, as I said, you stop everything. And I firmly believe this. You stop everything when you have detected this kind of behavior. And you look to see, God, this is what you do. Um, let, let me remind you of Proverbs 4.23. You may be very familiar with it, but I want to bring it back to the forefront right here. Guard the heart with all diligence, because out of the heart flows the issues of life. 
Proverbs 4.23. You see, whatever issues an individual is having, family member, it points back to the heart. I didn't say that. God's Word says that. So don't camouflage an issue by, oh, that's just a normal behavior of disrespect or that's a normal outburst of anger. No, what is going on in the heart? And so you take it back to the heart. And you see, love is always the first. It's always the first approach because what has happened? Remember I said those red flags? Those red flags are the warning that that person is really crying out, will somebody love me? Would somebody just love me? So what do you do? You've had this face-to-face encounter. You realize there's something going on in the heart. Maybe perhaps the person has shared with you what's going on in the heart. And you can begin to work through those hurts. And it always starts with forgiveness. The person that's been hurt needs to forgive themselves. And maybe they need to forgive others. If it deals with you, then maybe you need to offer forgiveness to that person. If their hurt is is with someone else or another situation, forgiveness needs to be sought in that relationship. But you always, you always deal with it spiritually first. It is so important. And how do you do that? It comes back. And if you know anything about my teaching, you know there's always three things you always do. You pray. You put the word on it. And you fast. You do a spiritual fast where you deny the body of food or water for a said period of time so you can seek God. And you can seek God's divine intervention, the wisdom of God, the revelation of God of what might be going on in the heart and how to deal with that heart issue. So that heart issue cannot just be covered up or put away or hidden deeper, but so that heart issue can be made well. Because we want to heal our hearts. What is healing? Healing is where you're made whole, not just physically, but whole in your emotions and in your mind. You're whole in your spirit. Everything is whole. It's made well. And so what do you do? The first thing you do is you pray for discernment. Do you ask God? You set aside a time to fast and get before the Lord. And you pray and you ask God for discernment. God, what is going on in the heart of this family member? And you ask God to reveal that to you. And you get in the Word. You get in Scripture. And you begin to read Scripture. A good place to start with something like this when you don't know exactly Scripture to pinpoint. Start praying through the Proverbs. And start with number one and just keep praying through. And God is so good. He'll point the finger to a scripture. It'll be like that scripture just leaps off the page at you and speaks to you about the situation. And when it does, you begin to pray that scripture back to Father God and let God begin to guide you through this face-to-face encounter 
that you've had with this family member because you yearn with everything within you to resolve the heart and the heart issue. You don't want to patch things up. You want them to be well. And then you allow the Holy Spirit to work. You allow the Holy Spirit to begin to direct your steps, how to work through that, how to help that family member because of whatever you've detected through this face-to-face -face encounter. And I'll just give you an example. One time I had a face-to-face -face encounter with an individual and I could tell something was going on in their heart. Knew they were struggling with a battle. And I said, Lord, I don't know how to help this person, but I knew to pray for them. And so I began to pray as a scripture that I felt like the Holy Spirit revealed to me one morning in my prayer closet was to pray Psalm 107 verse 20. God, would you send your word to this person? And would you heal them and deliver them from this trouble that they are in? What was I saying? I was knew I couldn't help them. I knew I didn't know how to help heal their wound, their heart, resolve the hardness that was on their face so that the countenance of the Lord could rest on them. But I did know God could help them. And I knew it would be through the Word. Why? This Word is God. And this Word is alive. It is active. It is powerful. And so I began to pray that Word. God, whatever they need, I know they need the Word. Because this Word is healing. This Word is like medicine. It's what Proverbs says. The Word is medicine to a heart that is hurting. And this is why you need to meditate on the word because that meditation is like taking medicine for the heart. And so I said, Lord, send your word. Let your word go to the heart of this person and let that word penetrate that heart and begin to heal that heart, God, so that they can be brought out of the trouble that they are struggling with. And you see, God knows how to do that. He knows the word to send. And when he sends a word, it will perform its intended purpose. This is what the prophet Jeremiah said, Jeremiah 1.12, that God will send out his word and it will work. And then as you pray and you fast and you pray the word and meditate on the word about this heart issue, that you've detected through this face-to-face -face encounter with the family member. There may be times that you sit down with them and have another face-to-face -face encounter and just share your heart, share compassion, share mercy with them and share love with them. However God lays out, that looks like. Because what is your goal? Your goal is not just to stop this behavior. Yes, you want that stopped. But your goal is to get to their heart. So their heart can be healed, made whole. So that their face, their face can absolutely display the joy of the Lord. 
And what a witness, what a testimony that is to people around us. Well, this was just something I wanted to talk about today because I didn't want us to miss this opportunity when we're all consumed with not being in church and having all this time together in the home and people being isolated in the home and being close to the family and having too much family time. Let's use this because I really believe God's wanting to get our attention. I really believe that God is wanting to address the home, address some issues that are going on in the home. God's wanting to strengthen the home. Why? It's his sanctuary. It's his testimony. It is his testimony. And you want God's presence lingering in your home. You want God's presence over all of your family members. And then when you leave your home, when you and each one of your family members go out to work or to school or whatever, you want to be like Moses. God, if your presence doesn't go with us, we don't want to go. And you want to be confirmed that God's presence is with you because his countenance is on your face. And others see your face and they are drawn to the love of God. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.